Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on it. Episode 652 for May 17th, 2021. And on the show this week, we have Anthony. Hello. And we have Ryan. Word up. Word up. That's it. Ah, Drew responded to me first. (laughs) Fuck you, Ken. (laughs) Did he respond and say he was coming? Nope, he's not coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Three minutes after the show starts, it's good that he gets back to me in a timely manner. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yeah, I spent like 15 minutes before the show because I've got, so a company called Movo sent me one of those, you know, fancy mics. A fancy mic. A fancy mic. And I've had it for two weeks and I feel bad because I haven't talked about it, but I've been trying to get it to work and, and all respect out to people out there who do audio work. It is the most headache-inducing bullshit that you will ever you will ever mess with. And I thought I had it working today, and Anthony and I were doing like a little test before the show, and Audacity dropped about thirty seconds of the audio because I had to be. I was weird. Yeah, I was. So in order to get the mic and the Discord audio, I had to run a third-party app that would pull my mic audio and the Discord audio into one channel. And apparently with that thing running, Audacity running, Google Chrome running, and Discord running, my computer was like, uh-uh. It was like, nope, we're good. Yeah. So it was well, you like, got a pretty beefy computer too, right? So, right. So it's like, how much audio processing power does it take to pull two chan- uh, audio channels it, into one? I'm thinking it's more of that Google Chrome just eats resources google chrome is crazy it is but i can run retroarch like upscaling to 4k with the fucking google chrome running so apparently audio is is stronger than emulation sounds like a good album title i know right we should totally make that album industrial trance uh 8-bit metal. I'm down. That's the genre. Maybe I can use the mic to record the, the guitar tracks. Because it would just be one. There you go. It would just be one audio track. Yep. Of course, you know, it's been 15 years since I played pretty regular guitar, so my fingers are probably bleeding. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It sucks, too, because I, I, like, I got them mounted on my wall. I put my two guitars, I mounted them on the wall, and every time I look at them, I'm like, I would love to play... But it's loud, and I have kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just actually uh, we just got a piano, and it's been 
I don't know, 20 years since I consistently played piano. And uh, so it's it's nice, though, because it gives me an excuse to mess around with it. I, I will tell you that there are so many nights I lay in bed and I think about how much I miss playing music. Yeah. I, I loved playing music. I started playing when I was like 14, 15 years old, and I absolutely fucking loved it. And I, I played for probably seven to ten years, and yep. then I just stopped, and I and I haven't touched it so many years and i miss it yeah i played piano in high school and played guitar just at the end of high school and all through college and then just fell off yeah i'll tell Didn't you practice it, anymore and if you stop practicing the whole thing falls apart it, it does and i'll tell you the thing i miss the most and and was one of the best workouts you'll ever have in your life is playing drums drums is so fun oh yeah that and god you get a workout when you're playing drums i miss it but then, you know, you live in suburban America with a child and neighbors and you can't play drums anymore because <laughs> just not feasible. Anyway, yeah, we're going to see if uh, we get we got um, they got a thing coming up at Monroe where um, you can uh, the kids for band can check out the instruments and stuff and see if there's an instrument they would be interested in playing in band. So we're going to see if my son is, has any interest in band. Oh, that's cool. I was in band in, in elementary school, so. I love it. Love music. Miss it. But this is not a musical podcast. This is a video game podcast. It, it, it could be. We can make it a music podcast if you want. Yeah, two two guys who haven't played in over a decade. Sure. <laughs> Talking about music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. I think there's a lot of people over the years that have proved you don't have to be good at something to talk about it. This this is true. This is very true. I mean, we're not good at video games. We talk about those for... That's 100% true. I ain't been good at video games in 30 years. Yeah, we've been talking about them for 15, so... (laughs) I mean, that's a long time to suck at something. It's true. Uh, But we'll talk about video games. Anthony, I'll start with you. Sure. Um... Finally finished up my Mighty Fight Federation review. Uh, I'm going to just say, like, that game has a lot of charm, but boy, it is so broken on the balancing side of things that as soon as I found a character that uh, could stun lock you, like, the game broke. Like, just, I finished, I shouldn't be able to finish the final boss of a story mode or whatever. Arcade mode, whatever you want to call it, without taking a single hit. Uh, that's exactly what I did, and it, it's just one of those things where it's like it's at the point where it's like that character needs to be changed so much that you can't even just change the amount of damage it does. It's like that character has to be re- reworked so. They still haven't put out Kunio and uh, Ricky from uh, the River City games and uh, Miriam from Bloodstained yet, but it's like there's no point of playing as those characters when there's two characters that are pretty broken. However, um, Originelle is the one that I was playing as. She's the one that has this extremely powerful like laser move set that allows you to do damage from a distance and then just jump and shoot the laser straight down below you so you can just jump as the enemy as your opponent's on the ground and getting back up as long as you jump and time it right you can knock them right back to the ground 
Um, and then the other one, I remember his name, but it, it's, uh, it shortens to CEO. And he has an attack that does a percentile of your health, and it's so large that uh, it kind of breaks that move, or breaks that the combat against him. And his you can fix. Hers you can't. So it'll be interesting to see if they do anything about it. Uh, I don't think they will, but whatever. Um, I mean, it's yeah, not an I, Evo or anything. So No, exactly. Um, it's like the first time I've really noticed that in a video game, though, that like, a character was so so <laughs> far ahead of all the other like playable characters that it fundamentally broke the uh, illusion of choice there. You clearly like, did not play Mortal Kombat Trilogy. No. No, no, I've never played Mortal Kombat Trilogy. Yeah. I know, I've heard. Yeah, that game is so fucking busted. <laughs> Um, that was because it was every version of every character from all three of the games, right? It was that, and the boss characters were playable, um, and then when they brought like the MK1 and 2 characters into the game, they basically gave them like infinite fucking combos. Ah. Where you just mash the high punch button, and I think Kano would do like a 60% damage combo. Yeah, yeah, well that's... Very similar to this, then. Yep. I, I just this is the first time I've really noticed it. I've heard about that, but I've never played it, so I can't speak. To I mean, it. I give yeah. Mortal Kombat trilogy a little leeway because it is, you know, like sixty characters or some dumb shit it, like that. It's also kind of a ROM hack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's a not, mashing it's... of three games together, which obviously, you know, there's a reason why the next version would do refinements on characters and the like. It's there's a um. Drew sent it to me, the Street Fighter collection on PS2, the Street Fighter 2 yep. anniversary version, has some of the same issues from my understanding. Yeah, those were never designed it to does. be like yeah. tournament fighting games. Right. No. So. Yeah, it's just like, this is... What kills me about this game, though, is that like the music and the design of the characters is so well thought out. Like, Originelle has this like angel design, but it's clearly meant to be making fun of, like, cosplayers. Like, every character's sort of making fun of a different group of people. Um, the uh, dude bros that drink energy drinks and wear the tank tops and the backwards cap and the sunglasses. Isn't like, they the have werewolf? The, the werewolf. Um, Canadians are made fun of by the guy who's the Canadian prime minister who defeats crime by roaming the streets at night and beating up anyone that does crime. That's not very Canadian. Um, no, ex I think that's the the point. Um, yeah, but, like, it, it just... You know, when the game doesn't work like you want it to, and, you know, or the, how I think they expect it to. And honestly, I wouldn't have noticed, but the 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 computer character was, was stun-locking me, and that's when I went... Oh, I wonder if I can do that, and sure enough, I can. So, yeah, well, at least at least it's a, a level playing ground. I suppose. Um, I played some more Pokemon Snap. Uh, Snap. And still need to play more of it to write a review, and um, played a bit of a game I can't talk about yet. It's a port, Switch port. Oh, uh, one of those. Yeah, 
And then uh, I've only played one of them, but I'm playing the Famicom Detective series. They did a ton of work on this. I mean, they'd have to. Those were very old games. No, I mean more than I thought it would get out of a visual novel, even. Um, now, it's not... When I say animated, There, you can see that it's, like, motion-tweened and not... So, like, it looks a little bit more like Flash animation in certain things. It moves a little bit different than you'd expect normal animation to. But uh, it's fully voice acted in Japanese, mind you. But it's still fully voice acted. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of animation. Uh, it's not just static images, is kind of what I'm saying. Like, even when you look at... Um, uh, Ace Attorney, which I think is probably the most popular in the style like this. Um, You know, it's a static image. The character sometimes changes pose, their lips uh, move, their eyes blink. But that's kind of it. Uh, That is not the case with the characters in this. They're not 3D. They're still 2D animated. But um, just the attention to detail as well. Uh, the opening scene of one of them, uh, you're in a diner, and one of the characters is talking, and then you can see in the background there's like another patron in this little coffee shop or whatever, and uh, you can sort of hear her talking to the waitress. And I know that's a small thing, but it's just it's a small detail that didn't need to be there, but it's there. I was I'm really impressed with how how great the art looks. Um, I thought there was four games in the Detective series, uh, but I'm incorrect. It's actually two games, and each had two parts. Um, so both of them have already been translated fully. Um, and they, they have a sort of a... It's the same character throughout the games. One of them was a... The one I'm playing ended up... It was actually the second game released, which is a prequel. So I'm guessing playing them in the order the story happens. But, uh... Regardless of what you choose in the Switch version, uh, when you name your character, you have the option of looking for save data, and it'll just bring your character's name over automatically. Which is neat. Unnecessary, but neat. Um, Yeah, so far it's a pretty standard fare for an adventure game. Just uh, don't expect it to be touch-based, I think is the important part. It plays with a menu system, so it's look at, talk to, um, and then there's one that just says quit investigation, which I don't know why that option's there, but okay. Maybe you're just give done. Up. You don't want to do uh, no more investigating. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really impressed with how much work went in, and uh, another small detail that isn't sh- sort of shown right away, if you go into the options menu, you can switch between the the music they did for this version, or the Famicom original, or the Super Famicom version, which is more accurate to the new music that they wrote. But yeah, I think that's awesome. I think like I'm I'm surprised how much work has gone into this series, especially in the fact that they translated stuff. Now, um, obviously, I don't have the Japanese version to look at, but like posters on the wall of the cafe were in English. So I don't know if they went and redid all that too, or if it's just in English for this version. But uh, so far, so so good. I'm enjoying it. That's it for me. That's it. 
figured the silence was enough, but then it just <laughs> dwelled a little long. Oh no, you gotta, you gotta, you have to put your 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 kibosh on it, you know. All right. Well, it's over. Okay. See, that's that. that immediately, audio continues. Come on now. All right. Uh, we'll move over to the Womber. All right. Um. So. Since the last time I was on the podcast, um, I've played a couple things. So I I did pick up the, um, as promised, the DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I have not actually gone to Ireland yet. I haven't played much of it. Um, and there's a, um, like a smaller mission uh, that basically centers on the story of Beowulf and Grendel um, that comes with the DLC before you get to Ireland. Um, and so I've been playing through that. Um, and it's, I mean, it's good. It's, it's still Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, um, there's not a whole lot of new to talk about. I'm sure next week after I've played some of Ireland, I'll have more to talk about, but, um, for now I'm still, still in England. So, um, and then what I played, well, I've got, so I've got a couple things on the way, unfortunately that I haven't had a chance to play yet, but I did pick up, um, Hitman three on the Gamefly sale. Um, and so that's on its way. I should have that next week. Um, I'll have that to talk about. I've got a lot of stuff to talk about next week. <laughs> um, but um, probably the thing that I spent the most time playing this week was another game that I picked up on sale, and that is Paper Mario the Origami King. Oh, it was um, on sale? I have not seen that thing go on sale yet. It was. It was on sale on both Amazon and at Best Buy, uh, and at Target actually, for $45.99. I'm still a little hesitant at that price. It's really good so far. Um, so I'm playing it with my son, so it's not a game that I'm just, like, powering through on my own, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's really, really fun. I like the battle system. It's got a neat little sort of puzzle mechanic at the beginning. Um, where you have to line up the enemies. So they're, the enemies are on a um, like a series of discs, and you have to line them up before they'll, they start lined up, and then they scramble themselves, and you get a certain number of moves to line them up uh, in a couple different patterns, depending on the weapon that you want to use. And if you line them up before the battle starts, you get um, basically one and a half times your attack power. Um the humor's great still, just like all the other Paper Mario games. The dialogue's really good. Um, the um, uh, It's got, you know, all the normal stuff you would expect out of a, a Paper Mario game. So I'm really uh, digging it so far. But we're not super far into it. We're probably four or five hours in. Eh, maybe not even that long. Probably four uh, hours in, I guess. Um, but it's it's really fun so far. I'm really digging that. Um, and that's really it. I really haven't played much else. I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff out, but most of it is not your your. Jam. Yeah, yeah. I'm really. I mean, the, the next couple things on my list are Ratchet and Clank and um, Dark Alliance. So, um, we'll which I'm about, sure we'll talk about in the moves. Yeah, in the we'll, news, yeah. in the moves. I like the moves. It's, it's in the moves, news for cows. I like that. Yeah. I got. Uh, I'm a little. I'm a little conflicted, um, <laughs> because I would like to play it on next gen, um, but I would also like to play it with other people. So, 
Well, to be fair, it is not optimized, so there is that. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just a PS4 or Xbox One game, so... It is, it is, but, you know, the even with the, P, generally speaking, even with the PS4 to PS5 games, the load times are better on the PS5, uh, but I don't even know what the load times are going to be in the game, so it may not even matter. Yeah, I mean, everything's going to be faster on that MVME. That's for right. show. For show. But, uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, I only played one big, big boy. I, I'm still playing Biomutant, and I still can't talk about it. That is n- not oh, even next Oh, week. yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I wasn't here for last week, and I'm interested in that, but obviously if you can't talk about it, you can't talk about it. Yeah, I I think that <clears throat> the embargo on that is the 25th, so I, I can't even talk about it next week. That one's a ways out. Um... Uh, I played some more Outriders, just messing around. Um, booted up Remnant from the Ashes with the new 60 frames per second patch, and, and that game is nice and buttery smooth. It still kicks my ass on a regular basis. Uh, I downloaded that game, the Games with Gold, the Dungeons 3. I had no idea what kind of game it was, and I booted it up, and it's kind of like a... Um, oh, what's... <clears throat> It almost feels like a real-time strategy. Like, remember Warcraft with the heroes? Yep. Kind of that, where you're like you were moving one character around and they had powers, and it just wasn't my jam. I was like, nah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I'll run through the indie games real quick. Play a game called Rift Raccoon, which is the newest East Asia game. Um, basically, you play like this raccoon that was had some weird experiments done on him, and he could, like, shift through walls. Um, so it's basically like a, a level-by-level puzzle game where you got to learn, you know, the platforming plus the shifting to get past obstacles. It's 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 okay. It's, it's all right. <clears throat> Arrest of a Stone Buddha is the new game from the guy that made uh, Friends of uh, Ringo Ishikawa. And this game is weird. It's it's the same art style where it's like the pixelated um, side-scrolling kind of action. It is on a single plane, so it's not like you can move up and down. But think of it like like those dramatic sequences in like gangster movies where the dude is just like walking forward and just like like John Wicking everybody. Like he's just shooting like m- massive amounts of people. Um, and you just grab a gun and then like you can shoot in front and behind and like he'll put the gun like under his arm and shoot behind him and like he'll do like little moves like you can kick people and take their guns. Um and it's just got like this really like dark music playing in the background and like literally it is just you moving from right to left, so you're going backwards, um, uh, and just shooting people like I played through the first two levels and there was literally just like hundreds of bodies laying on the ground. <laughs> you just killed people. And, like, the only mechanic so far is that you can shoot in front behind, you can tap down to duck under bullets, and then you can press the Y button to, like, kick them and take their gun away from them. And that's really all there kind of is so far. So... I'm looking at it on Steam because it came out, apparently, in on PC last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh... It looks like it has those same sort of like moment to moment life stuff like uh Ringo Ishikawa did mm-hmm. with dialogue and stuff, but um for the most part, all the screenshots are uh, 
Yeah, just and a, shooting guns. Just the and... dude walking and shooting people. Like literally, the first thing you do is walk up to a guy who's in church praying, and you shoot him in the back of the head. That's how the game starts. Yep, that's the uh, that's a picture here. Yeah, it's a weird game. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, Death Crown was a hexagonal strategy game that's done in like pencil art style. Um, the art style was the most interesting part of it. I'm not a you know hexagonal strategy kind of guy, so it wasn't wasn't my jam. Uh, Exo Demon is a first person game where it's like really fast and um, like you have a melee attack to start and then eventually you get like this, this thing that you can shoot out of your other hand. And it, it reminds me a lot of like old like 90s FPS games. It's real fast, real polygonal, um, lots of very sharp edge artwork. It plays really well, like it feels really good to play. Uh, Quantum Replica is a three-fourths perspective top-down stealth game that is actually very well done um, if you're into those kind of stealth. Like, I don't know if you remember when Square Enix licensed out the Fear Effect IP and let... Yes, I remember. Yeah, like, that game was bad, but think of that style, but executed well. And you kind of get what Quantum Replica is. Rabisco Plus is the most mindless game where you're just running this little blob and collecting stars, and I have never played anything that had absolutely no, like, there's no death, there's no, like, there's no challenge. You literally just roll a blob to pick up stars and break through walls. Uh, Retro Machina is another three-quarter perspective uh, game where you're basically playing as Clank. I mean, he looks just like fucking Clank. Uh, but he's a robot that was working in a factory. He, like, realized that he didn't want to do that anymore, so he, like, escaped from the factory. And then the game has you going to repair the robot, so kind of think of it like a Metroidvania where you pick up power-ups to be able to do new abilities, um, which in the first part of it, he can, like, take control of other robots and run them into things to break through barriers, uh, to open doors. It's actually very well done. Um, the art style is really nice, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a really good game. And then I think that's all for the indies. So now let's talk about, so I got Mass Effect on Thursday, I think. And I was like, I, I had the Anthony mentality of like, oh man, this is an easy review. I'll boot up each game. Play I like that it's called the Anthony mentality. <laughs> I say that because you mentioned that recently about another game. Well, I think. Yeah, the game I can't. T- Can I say what game <clears throat> it is? I don't. I sent you all the information. I don't think they say that we can't say that we're playing it. Ah, give me. All right. Give I mean, me it's a port of a fucking like double A mm-hmm. game. I'm sure it's fine. I'm. I'm just gonna double check because I don't want to get in trouble. But I figured I'd play each game for a half hour, kind of feel how they're different from the originals, and move on. And I said that, and now I'm 10 hours into a playthrough of Mass Effect 1. Well, I could have told you that was (laughs) going to happen with Mass Effect. So, Mass Effect 1 is obviously going to be the biggest kind of different experience, because if you remember, the first we talk about this a lot, if you try to go back and play that original Mass Effect, it is hard to play. Um, It's got that kind of RNG, like dice roll attack, so when you shoot somebody, it, it might hit them. It might, it might not. I think the worst part of that game 
is the um the sniper. There's like a sniper class. Don't choose that class. It doesn't work. Well, it does now. Because it, the scope doesn't look like it's trying to draw an oval on the screen. Nope. So this uh, game that, is now that's... a third person shooter, uh like the second and the third game. Like they've completely redone it to where it Oh can I double dip fuck god damn it. Um and it and we've talked about this, I mean, since this podcast started, we talked about that. Um the first Mass Effect, in my opinion, is still one of the most epic space opera stories you will ever play. For sure. And like as soon as you get back in it so it only takes you about a half hour to get to the Citadel. And that was where, where I was you like spend- Five yeah. or six hours in the Citadel. Exactly. Like, as soon as I got there, I was like, okay, well, I've played a lot of Mass Effect 1, so I think I'm good. And then I just kept playing. I kept playing. I'm already on Novaria. And I'm like, nice. I'm into where the Rachnis are. And, like, I'm down in, like, I'm almost to the Matriarch. Nice. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, yeah, okay. We're going to replay Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, I love that game. It's it's so good and and being able to see it the, now with these visuals, man. Oh man. Yeah, the actually actually the uh, the book that came out before the first Mass Effect that sets up Saren and uh, sort of his backstory was also really good. Yeah, it's it's funny. I've already done the. Um, I, I was just exploring and I accidentally stumbled onto the Bring Down the Sky mission. I've already completed it. Oh, nice. So it was like I I landed on this asteroid. I'm like, oh yeah, this was DLC. Like, oh, it's a, oh I did it like the second mission. All right, I've already got all my compar- my partners. Nice. So it's like I've got a full crew. I've already done five missions. Like I'm like switching um, party members. I've already done the five missions with everybody except for Liara. So <laughs> I'm nice. like I'm fully invested back into Mass Effect and. <laughs> It looks a lot better. Like I said, it plays like a third-person shooter. It's also still Mass Effect. So I have run into some really weird glitches while I've been playing. Um, I had one where I was on... I was doing the Bring Down the Sky mission, and I get to the end where you have to go down. Because I, I took the path where I didn't kill the people, and I said I would go take care of ba- ba- whatever his name was. Um, so I went to the main area... And I got out of the of the Mako, which, by the way, now controls very well. Good. So uh, I got out of the Mako. Uh, there's the entrance to the underground uh, facility. The A button prompt pops up, but every time you press it, nothing happens. Uh, I'm like, well, maybe if I get in and out of the Mako, that'll fix it. So I tried to get back in the Mako. That button prompt don't even show up. So I literally saved, reloaded, and then it worked. So... There's definitely some Mass Effect bugs all up in there. But, like, visually, it is it looks fantastic. Um, being on the Series X on that internal hard drive, like, the elevators, literally, as soon as you get in and it starts moving, it says press A to skip. So, like, nice. yeah, you do not have to wait on the elevators. Um, God, the performances in this game. Every alien on the Citadel is, is so well-voiced and interesting and I had forgotten how much I love Mass Effect and being able to have all three games and being able to play through them with your your main character that you create in Mass Effect 1 
It might take me two weeks to review this because I might just play through all three of them again. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it's one of those good movies or TV series, like when you start it over and you just can't. You're like, oh man, I remember how good this was. The next thing you know, you've binged two seasons. It's kind of how I feel. Nice. So, um, yeah, Mass Effect is back, and it was it was so wonderful to like read the Twitter discourse of people who have never played the game, and they don't like they've all they've ever heard is how good Mass Effect was, but they never played it, and now they jump into it, um, on PS4, PS5, Xbox, and series, are just like, wow, like why have I never played these games? Yeah. So, if you've never played it, pick this up. If you have played it and you need an excuse to play it again, pick up this version. I mean, all three of those games, you will get so much out of it. Um, And also, there has not been... Like, playing this... When I played Andromeda, I was so far removed from Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 that I was like, Andromeda's fine. This game shits all over Andromeda. (laughs) Yeah. Man, you like we have not had a game of this game's caliber like a like a a proper BioWare story-driven RPG in so long that it just feels so I mean good. not since yeah, I mean not since um Dragon Age Inquisition. And even that wasn't as good as this. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, true. Like this, like if you remember, like you go from from Neverwinter to Kotor to Mass Effect to Dragon Age, the first one, and you're just right. like, man, that is peak Bioware, for sure. So, and I feel like we've gone down since then. What's funny is when you boot up this game, Bioware now has like one of those Marvel logos. Oh, nice. Yeah, it totally does the whole like the Bioware logo, and then it like flashes through a bunch of the characters from Mass Effect. I'm like, come on, man. Why is everybody got to try to steal the Marvel logo? Sony did it. Microsoft did it. Now Bioware's doing it. Stop it. Anyway. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is amazing. That's, I looked uh, it up. Uh, I, I have Maneater for yes. Switch. There. Maneater for Switch. Which we both chuckled about when the code came in. I'm like, man, I, I just kind of want to see it, you know? Yeah, because that game is so good. But and that's when I said, "Oh, this will be an easier review." <laughs> like I've already played this. It's game. It's not. It's the only time I've done that. Uh, I've never before said this will be an easy review on some because I've already played the game. Anthony, it's I'm, only with Maneater. I'm forty plus, so the best you're going to get out of me is this week. <laughs> I, I just, I, I mean, it was just like I was thinking, like Nino Cooney. No, I did extensive like look at at that like I'll also play a little more near replicant and god I damn is that a 360 era game I uh, that game is so hard for me to play and it's not because it's not a good game it's because I spend so much fucking time walking Casey. back and forth back and forth back and well, forth I, all the people that want a Far Cry 2 remaster no you do included. not no, yeah you no do you not. don't I had my I car have... break down what? in that Want what you th- what you remember of Far Cry, which is the cool stuff. But when you did, because I played that game not too long ago, um, to completion, and was like, "Yeah, this is exactly what I remembered." 
Except for the back and fucking forth on the map. So you gotta drop one side of the map, walk to the other side of the map. I fucking drove a car out to the edge of the map, and the car broke down. <laughs> and there's no yep. fast travel in that game. Nope. So I had to walk all the way back. Yep. And that's what that's what Nier does. Yeah, Nier Walk all the way across the map. I did the I did the side quest recently where um the man thinks his wife has disappeared and you got to walk all the way across the map just to realize that the shade had her bag and then walk all the way back and then listen to them argue for a half hour and then walk all the way back. <laughs> oh my god. That mission took me like 45 minutes and I completed one quest. Did you See his suggestions for, for <laughs> Monster Hunter? I saw the discourse about it, but I did not read it. It's the funniest shit. It's just such a Yoko Taro, we're gonna fucking punish the player <laughs> emotionally. <laughs> I mean... For killing the, killing the big monsters. Why not? Uh... Uh, the village burns down. Everybody turns on you. Oh yeah, you <laughs> like, I mean, listen, I love his take on other things, but I'm like, this actually sounds miserable. I'm not a monster hunter person, but this is to the point where it's like, even this is like, I can't get on board. Yoko, sorry, you could sell me on it up until the point where it became like unplayable unless you're playing with other people and you got no rewards. Because they were punishing you for killing a bunch of monsters? Uh, it's a good article, everybody should read that. I think I saw somebody tweet, like, Monster Hunter was already miserable, why would I want it to be more miserable? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what's coming out this week. It's a, it's, it's a relatively quiet week. We've got four, if you've got one of them new machines, we got a couple games coming out. you got Aerial Knights Never Yield. One of the newfangled ones. One of them newfangled ones that you can't even buy. Because fuck scalpers. Uh, Crossroads in. Outbreak, Endless Nightmare. Rise of the Slime. Uh, the Wild at Heart. Can't drive this. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, void TRLM. Parentheses plus plus slash slash void terrarium plus plus. You follow all there that? Sorry, there's a semicolon in there too. Sure I appreciate you. the semicolon. Yeah, me too. That's better than the other game by them, which is H. Tolmic. Sure. Why do people make weird names for games? I don't get it. It's that studio. That studio that did um, Yomatawari Night Alone or whatever. Well, there's also Yomawari. like Valhalla, which is spelled with numbers, right? That one mm-hmm. is because it's supposed to be cyberpunk. And wasn't there a game on the PC back in the day just called Ah? Yes, there was. that was uh, uh, Reckless Disregard for Gravity. Yeah. And then the se- sequel was... Oh no, I don't remember what the sequel was called. Um, it was called they did DJ have, Qualls. They... <laughs> no, they, they were working on another game that said uh, that was called something uh, Drop That Beat Like an Ugly Baby. <laughs> Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I 
I don't need to play a game called Void Serial Limited Plus Plus Slash Last Voyatorium Plus Plus. Well, what I liked about their other stuff, because they did, uh, I think that's the same, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that was the same studio that did, like, Rose in the Twilight, um, Yomawari, and, uh, what is it, uh, Liar Princess and the Blind Prince? Sure. They were, like, they were all, um, puzzle platformers and stuff. Um, but this one is like this weird Voidarium's this weird like dungeon crawler it almost reminded me of um is it Dungeon Keeper that's the, like the top down game that you build the dungeons in? Yeah, the old one. Yeah, yep. it kind of looked like it kind of reminded me somewhat of that too. It was it was this weird thing I'm like I don't really know if this mix sounds all that great. Rose in the Twilight sounds like a an, an early 2000s seal song. Uh, it does. Also sounds like it would be a sequel to Rumble Roses. No, oh, no, we, we, don't, that... we don't talk about Ugh. Rumble Roses. That game is uncomfortable. Yes. Like, remember the, in the sequel they had, like, uh, the mud wrestling match? I didn't even know yep. there was a sequel. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. There's one on the PS2, was PS2 and there's one on the Xbox 360. And they're both I'm gonna take... equally bad. There was there was an Xbox Live Arcade game fairly similar to that release called Girl Fight. Girl oh, Fight. Yeah, like the the best was... name you could have for a game about girls fighting, I suppose. Oh no, it's it's not Rumble Roses Two. It's Rumble Roses XX. XX yeah, and it's playable on Xbox One via backwards compatibility. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Holy cow. What if they ever upscaled that to get that 4K mud? <laughs> oh, that no. game, that game is oh, that is a Konami IP that uh, maybe they should sell to Nintendo. You know, license out, and make a Nintendo put put Rumble Rose in Smash. There's there's that period of the PS2 early Xbox where they really thought tits and ass were going to sell a video game alone, which I guess in some way it it's still true, but they've they stopped burying the lead. Yeah, I mean, just, know, they that... might as well just make a, a category on the eShop called Horny. Yeah. They're not like, it's a wrestling game with boobs. It's now just like, it's boobs. Yeah. And I guess they wrestle. Fuck you. It's just straight like, up. Here's your body pillow cover. <laughs> yeah, why not? What were those one games? Um, oh, God. They were really uncomfortable. I remember that's where the mouse pad came from. The PR people sent the mouse pad, the booby mouse isn't pad. That the, um, isn't that the uh, oh, Peach Beach Volleyball or whatever? The Sinron Kagura? No. Um, yeah. this, that's I, who I... Maybe it was the same was. developer, but there was like these really uncomfortable games back on the the PS3 360 era, um, and that's where that that mouse pad came from. And I can't remember what they were called. There was a series of them. Man, wish I could remember what they were called. They were very uncomfortable games. Uh, and finally, Manifold Garden. It's making its way to the PS5. <laughs> okay uh, so the PS4 and Xbox One we're getting a lot of the same games as well as Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams Dry Twice 
Nothing. That, yep. That that name, I I I know they think they're being witty, but it's just gross. I heard the first game was actually good. Whatever. The, this the is the second first one. game or the remake. The first of this mm, since this developer took no, over. I heard that, but I I had heard people say it. it was good. Uh, this is. I mean, sequel. it literally could not be worse than. Uh, Magna Cum Laude and Magna Cum Laude um, and Box Office Bust. Box Office Bust was just a bad video game. But no, they both were, uh, from my understanding. Magnum I've only Cum- ever heard audio. Magna Cum Laude is has a everybody few mo- that has a few moments. But did it need to be a video game sort of thing? No, it did not. Yeah, exactly. But then to be fair, neither did the old ones. I mean, they're Sierra point-and-click games, though. Like, they do punish you for not solving the puzzle right. Yeah. Uh, the Sims 4 Courtyard Oasis Kit. Uh, Jay, and, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Mall Brawl is making its way to Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, Cosmic Top Secret. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remastered. Rust Console Edition. Okay, I think I found the video game. What video game? Is it Record of Agarest War? That sounds familiar. Because there's literally an article from Just Push Start, Agarest War's boobs mousepad exposed. (laughs) Yeah, that might be it. I I promise you that's not the only booby mousepad, but... You notice even in that article they had to slip in the word exposed. Of course. Because you hope that the mousepad has removable cloth. Uh. Lord, Ken, we've been doing this too long. <laughs> You're telling me <laughs> too long. Oh man, and yet gamers are still horny. Go figure. It's yeah, it's one of those things. It seems like it'll never go away. Yeah. Um, and then hey, remember that uh, dodgeball multiplayer game that's gonna flop? That's out this week. Knockout City. Remember that? No, I yep. don't remember that because that's that... the EA game. You know, like because that because Rocket League or not Rocket League, Rocket Arena blew up so big. So now they went back to the well and they're bringing you Knockout City. And the only and thing was I it can... a special? Was it a special edition? What special edition? The uh, the I'm now down a rabbit hole. And no one gives a shit about this fucking game. Oh, so you're still on Agarest War. We're not even talking about Knockout City anymore. Yeah. I'm reading that the PS3 version of Agarest War was a PSN download, but the 360 version was a disc release. Comes with a pillowcase. <laughs> yeah, I, they they sent that whole package to me. Oh, the real naughty limited edition. <laughs> yeah, and I gave... Jason took the mouse pad, just FYI. I don't know if he still has it. <laughs> Because I, <laughs> I found an old Destructoid article which just says Egress War Limited Edition is blatantly better on 360. And they go, yep, it's got a disc release, it's got a pillowcase, it's got the booby mouse pad, comes in a pretty box, it says really naughty limited edition on it, oh, and a CD soundtrack. Hey, let's let's be fair about all of this. That was back then, right? And, you know, that was bad back then. But remember, just last year there was a game that's shipped with panties. Yeah. yeah, hold on. Let me scroll up her chat where I think I li- Isn't it called Panty Party? Yes, that's the name of the game. 
<laughs> you're you're ruining your. Video games are so stupid. You're ruining your Google search history, Anthony. Ah, but I was smart enough to go on private browsing. It don't matter. It still tracks it. You know it does. I know. Uh, sure Footing is the other Xbox game. Uh, yeah. Nintendo Switch. Let's do the Switch. Oh God, the horny does not stop. No, of course not. This is the reason why I wasn't afraid to take this off the rails. All right. This is why uh, Paul McCartney was full of shit when he said no more lonely nights. <laughs> oh, it sounds like it's a lot more lonely nights. <laughs> yeah, for the gamer community, that's 100% true. Um, Only lonely nights. The Nintendo Switch this week is getting a Project Night Turbo Skiddy Race. Yes, I said Skiddy Racing. Uh, Ar- Skitty. Skitty. That that word is dangerously close to bad things. Um, Arke- Archaea? Chess Knights? Shinobi! That's a weird combination. <laughs> uh, Jetboard Joust? That's gross, Anthony. Stop it. Uh, Snowrunner? The Leisure Suit Larry game? Zero Degrees? Uh, Outbreak? Sunless Skies? Sovereign Edition? Alchemist Adventure? Backworlds? Clannade side stories, color your world, Invirium, just die already. That's the game I want to play. I don't know if you guys have seen that game. I have not. Uh, your son will probably love it. It's basically Goat Simulator with old people. Oh yeah, you told oh, me that's about the, that. That's yeah. the one I read the, the description of because it was on like all on Steam. I'm yeah. just reading out the info. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's made by the same guys that are published by the same guys that did uh, Goat Simulator, so it makes sense. Uh, Layers of Fear 2. Let It Roll Slide Puzzle. Tiger Trio's Tasty Travels. Woodblock Escape Puzzles. A sequel to one of our favorite horny games from the PlayStation Network, Sakura Succubus 2. Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I hope so. Um, Cosmic Top Secret, Driving World Aspen, Guards, just a game called Guards, uh, Gut Whale, Metopia, uh, alongside the Nintendo Switch Lite Blue, and Wanna Survive. That's what's out for your Nintendo Switch this week. So get excited. Sakura Sakubus 2. Is anybody excited for Metopia? I haven't seen a lot of people online just be like, Metopia, holy shit. You know, I heard about it when Nintendo announced it in the direct, and then nothing. Like, they, I think they would have honestly been better with the um, other game that I've confused it with. Um... Yep. I, that's uh, that's helpful. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, the one where you're on the island that it's like Animal Crossing with the Mies. The fuck was that? I don't, uh, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Oh fuck's sake! I, I didn't do this last time. If I heard the name, I'd probably be like, "Oh yeah, that game." But the only island. Tomodachi game... Life. Oh, Tomodachi Life. The thing uh, John loves. John loves Tomodachi yeah, Life. Yeah, a lot of people love that game. When you say Mies on a resort, I think of Wii Sports Resort. That's what I think of. You don't think of Pilot Wings Resort? No. Which takes place on the same island? No. Pilot Wings and Pilot Wings 64. Is it Wii? I like the 3DS game. It's fine. 
No, it's woohoo. Woohoo? W-H-U. When you're flying, you go woohoo. I, I guess so. Sweet. Let's do some news. Microsoft Xbox executive has teased that they have new IP that have not been announced yet that will quote, blow your mind. You know, wow. what, would, you know what would blow my mind about Xbox games? If they put some out. Yes. Yep. Agreed. That would blow my mind because it's been a long Currently we time. have, um, <laughs> and the other one, which is, um, yeah. The other one. I was making a joke that there isn't uh there isn't an exclusive currently. Mm. That's the reason why I said there's that one that's um mm. and the other one. Yeah. I am I, I you know, I love my Xbox, it's my preferred platform, but I am so tired of hearing about how many games Microsoft has coming. Yeah. I don't care. Stop telling me what's coming and, and make it Make it so. <laughs> Make it so. Make it so. Because um, y'all ain't got no fucking games. <laughs> like, and the and the first one that's going to come out of Double Fine was one that Double Fine was already doing. So yeah, it's, it's like it's, it, we already knew about thanks. that game, you know. And and not to say that I will not enjoy Psychonauts too, because I totally um, will enjoy Psychonauts too. Uh, that that isn't well. I mean, I I will go in expecting to enjoy it, but you never know what will happen. But I mean, I'm pretty confident that it's going to be a good game, and it's free um, if you have Game Pass, yeah, which is makes it even easier. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, so that's coming out everywhere, but the, Microsoft, Microsoft Flight really Simulator to is do. coming to Xbox this summer, maybe. <laughs> you know. I think that hit at the perfect time when the pandemic was a thing, so people couldn't travel, and then people sure. realized how hard. I mean, I'll play it because it's fucking... in Game Pass, so I get to play it for well, free. You know, you... but I wouldn't buy that. There's no way in hell I'd it's buy like, that. It's just it's annoying that they don't have anything. Yeah, and then now we're hearing like mumblings that like maybe Halo doesn't make it this year. And you're like, God damn. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, although, <laughs> wow, every year that gets delayed. Um, yeah. Grounded isn't finished. No, it's not. I would love for it to be finished because I might actually play it then, but I'm not going to play an early access game. Now, I think they still update that consistently, but nevertheless. 1.0 that bitch and let's get it done. But also... I can't believe you just made 1.0 into a verb. I mean, I, I've done this for 15 years. I can do that. You can you have that power. Yeah. Um, also, out of Microsoft news this week about exclusive games, apparently Starfield is exclusive to Xbox and PC. No shit. I said that like six months ago. Yeah, I don't know why anybody was thinking otherwise. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why that hasn't actually been confirmed by Microsoft or Bethesda yet. Probably they're going to start like a promotion for that. My guess is they show that game at E3 and announce it's coming, and that's when we'll actually get new... I don't know if you saw the leaked video. I did not, no. It looks pretty good. Um, does, it look like, does it look like Skyrim in space? Looks like No Man's Sky. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I will be interested to see what that game is. I'm sure it'll be good. Isn't the, isn't the prevailing rumor that it's supposed to be out this year? That is the the rumor is Microsoft's fall lineup is Halo, Forza, and Starfield. That's the. I rumor. mean, 
I mean, I know we've got E3 coming up, but... Yeah, like less than a month. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. But if Microsoft is not... Like, if Halo gets delayed, Forza will make it out. But like we've talked about Forza a thousand times, it's always Forza. good. But it's that game yeah. that you just you just play it. And like, it doesn't it's set a, anything just, on fire. It's, it's also... A... Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. See, it's also a niche title. Yeah. Uh, in, and I say that not because, oh, racing. It's just, it is on the side of more simulation than it is arcade. Well, depends on which one. Well, let's be honest. It's going to be standard. I might say Horizon will be out before I don't... Forza Motorsport. I think Forza Motorsport's going to be like this overhaul of the franchise, like a Gran Turismo type delay. I don't think it would be horizon because i understand that that studio is bigger than one team but that studio is also working on fable and i it's also not the year for um horizon right the last game to come out was a horizon wait oh you're talking about okay sorry i'm confused you guys keep saying horizon and my assumption always goes to horizon um Zero like Dawn? the Horizon Zero Dawn, Zero Dawn sequel. Oh yeah, yeah. No. we're talking. So I'm talk about trying to figure out yeah. what the hell you're talking about. So but Forza I Horizon, yeah, Forza Horizon. I bet is this this year's Forza, and I think Forza Motorsport is next year. That's, that's regardless. My, that's it's, my guess. It, one is a more niche title, so if it's hopefully Horizon would be the better choice. But whatever. I mean, it's it, it's kind of like. Um, Gran Turismo, I don't think that... I don't think Gran Turismo pushes consoles the way it might have at one point in time. No, no. Gran because Turismo it's, it's is a niche no audience. Longer, Gran Turismo is no longer a tent pole. It's a nice addition, just like Forza. Yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, uh, car, car and racing fans, they're big into it, but it's like, that is still a niche audience. They will buy your console because they like your game, but might not buy anything else. Um, but I don't think that's still the the thing you want to set your console up for alone. And like, so mo- uh, Motorsport would be more for those people. Um, and for a group of people that just bought your new console that are waiting for games to play that are brand new, that aren't third party. Um, I think Horizon would appeal to more people, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I because it's not. I mean, like let's I have be fair. Stats Micro- and numbers in front of me. Microsoft is super lucky that, um, and not super lucky's tail, mind you, but they're super lucky that they <laughs> that they don't need a system seller to sell systems right now. Because if they needed one, they don't have one. Yeah, that's very true. And, I mean, they're probably lucky they don't even have systems to sell. I think that was the point Ken was making, but. I'm not sure. I th- I assumed that he was saying that the demand for the system is high no matter what. Right now, the demand for both of these systems is high, and it doesn't matter if you release a must-have game because people are going to buy it whether you release oh, okay. a must-have Got game it. or not. Yeah. And let's be fair, if if they both had infinite inventory, I bet you we would be able to buy Xboxes right now because um. Well, oh, for sure. There's yeah. nothing that you have to have that system. It's real yeah, nice I, to it's, have. I... <laughs> 
that's what I mean by they're probably lucky they don't have systems to sell because the scarcity is making their case for them um, because oh. they don't have the ability to make the case on their own. Yeah, no, I, exactly. It, Game it. Pass is awesome, but there is no reason for you to buy a new system if you have an Xbox One just for Correct. Game Pass. And it's like, let's be honest, a lot of people, if you're given the option, like, why would you spend the amount of money on the X if you already have a PlayStation 5, right? Oh, absolutely. The S is going to play everything anyways. Yeah. So right now there's nothing. And I think they're in a beneficial... And, and maybe they're in this beneficial spot be, and they don't have games because of the same reason that they're in this beneficial spot. You Could know, be. You know, uh, delays on these games are most likely due to the pandemic, as is the shortage. So maybe they would have a game out by now. Well, the... the... They're all but the Halo. I feel like Halo is literally just not coming together. I don't... Something just tells me it has nothing to do with the pandemic. It wasn't helped by the pandemic, but it just... I I saw the video footage. It looked fine, but it didn't look good. Let's talk about how you should never name your game something that never ends, like Duke Nukem Forever or Halo Infinite. (laughs) I never even thought about that, yeah. Yeah, so maybe we should not name games like that because, um, well, you don't ever come out. That's why I'm really disappointed we never got three human. Right? Or what about the prequel, one human? (laughs) Well, that was always going to be a long shot. (laughs) Anyway, Microsoft, I love your console, but um, uh, make some fucking games. Because you don't have any. Moving over to the Sony side, I would so... love an op- I would love an opportunity to love their console. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you this: I love it because, like, everything I have runs like a goddamn dream. But yeah. that is not enough reason for most people to upgrade. Because most people don't care if the game's running at thirty or sixty; they just and certainly even Correct, fewer people care that it's running at 120. For me, that's like, oh my god, this is amazing. But most people are like, well, I'm not going to spend $500 for something I don't see. You know? Right. So, uh, Moving over to Sony, they announced two new colors for the DualSense controller this week. So you can buy two new colors of controller for a system you cannot buy. You can get a black, midnight black. Or you can get, uh, I think it's crimson red. I think is what. Yeah, called. it's. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. Like I know it's it's called crimson red. Cosmic red. It doesn't red. really look that. Cosmic yeah, it doesn't really look that cosmic red. You're right. It doesn't really look that red to me. It almost looks a little bit. I don't know. I'm looking at it. It's got kind of like this maroon. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit maroon. I think I love. But, I mean, whatever. I, I love the black one with the light on because the blue against the black reminds me of PlayStation. Like that looks yeah. like a PlayStation controller. Whereas the DualSense, I don't like the color of the DualSense. I don't like white shit. So I don't like birds. But no, I don't like white shit. Wow. I like my I, electronics to be black. I don't mind white, like white consoles and stuff, but I don't like it when it's glossy. Oh, I absolutely hate. Fucking Xbox 360. Remember the 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 little one? You like pick it up and it's got four thousand fingerprints on it. Yep. Oh, I hate I, that because I didn't mind the original 360 where it was the the matte. Matte is fine. Make right. matte everything. Do not make glossy anything. Yeah. <laughs> like the original PS3 had glossy parts to it, and it was just awful. Looks like crap. Yep. 
Yeah, scratch it. As soon as it gets scuffed at all, it's over. Yep, get rid of that. Uh, speaking of next-gen uh, platforms, uh, Google claims that Stadia is, quote, alive and well. And it has a hundred... I, I, I too can lie about things. <laughs> it, it, it has a hundred yeah. games launching this year. It says new games, but uh, that's a lie. They're old games just releasing on the Stadia platform. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to stick that one in there. That's a lie. That's a lie. They ain't new. They're new to you. What's the, the, the family guy quote? If I haven't seen it, it's new to me. <laughs> as Stadia boasts... That's the truth. It, as Stadia boasts its big new release, Jedi Fallen Order, last week. <laughs> 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 Woo! Talk oh, about the hot new releases. It. I'm sorry. Stadia is just like... I don't... I, like... I don't know anybody that would make Stadia their main platform and the motherfuckers I see online that do make Stadia their main platform. I just look at them and I go, why? Like, I don't, I don't. Because it makes me unique. I mean, uh, I just, mm, no, thank you. I played Stadia. I did not like the latency. I did not like, uh, there's a lot of things I don't like. I don't like the controller. I don't like the fact that I have to plug a goddamn Chromecast into my TV. You ever used a Chromecast? That shit is the worst. I have not ever used a Chromecast. Oh my god, it's the worst. It's it's like the like if you got to choose what your streaming device was and you chose Chromecast, I would question what you're doing. I, I don't think you understand that they're like everything is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> like there's not a worse streaming device. Than a Chromecast. Maybe Android TV. Maybe that's worse. But Chromecast's pretty bad. Because basically it doesn't do anything unless you have a phone. Interesting. Apparently they're changing that for the new one. Uh, but up to this point, Chromecast did nothing without a phone. Like It's not like a Roku or an Apple TV where you like select the app and then pick the show you want to watch. No, you log into the app on your phone and then you press a button to like cast it to your TV. Hence the name. Like my TV, my TV does that without a Chromecast. Why the fuck would I buy that? <laughs> anyway, I, I really have a problem with Chromecast. If you can't tell, I can tell. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen um, had a big event this week. They announced patch five point five five, uh, as well as the launch date for the full PS five version which will be on May 25th. They also announced a new expansion, uh, bleh, expansion called Endwalker. Uh, it'll be out November of 2021. There you go. There's a bunch of new Final Fantasy XIV stuff. Nice. Uh, Hades, I'm sure there's a lot of people excited about that. Oh yeah, I saw a lot of people excited about it. And then if I was still playing, I would totally be excited. Uh, that game is very good. Uh, Hades has been raided for the PS4 in Korea. Which means Hades may finally be coming somewhere else besides Switch and PC. Cool. It's always crazy to me when a game is so revered and so talked about and yet remains on one or two platforms. Yeah. I just, I don't understand that at all. Like, why would you not? Like, Fall Guys, we talked about that last week. Like, why would you not put that on more platforms, especially like at the height of its popularity? So, yeah, 
I just don't understand it. I, I never will. I will never understand. Like, I saw Scarlet Nexus got a time demo on Xbox this week, and I'm like, why are we still doing timed exclusive demos? Like, it's a great question. Capcom did it with Resident Evil, and now Namco Bandai is doing it with Scarlet Nexus, and it's just. <clears throat> I mean, if that's what you want to spend your money on, you can go right ahead, but it's fucking stupid. Uh, da, da, da. Did you know Mass Effect Legendary Edition supports old save data for Mass Effect 2 and 3? How? Uh, let me pull up the story here. So, um, if you're starting Mass Effect Legendary Edition and you but want to have your original data, uh, you're in luck. With save data importing, you can do just that. Uh, from the original 2007 game. It is on PC. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yep. I'd assume you could probably do it. They could figure out a way to do it on Xbox, too, because Xbox Cloud saves carry over as well. Uh, PS, PlayStation 4 owners, you're just fucked. That ain't going to work. Uh, but PC yep. is currently working. Xbox may be able to work, but... I mean, it's still cool. I kind of would want to start over anyway. But... Yeah, I don't know why you'd buy that edition and then start from your save data. Yeah. Like, I appreciate the fact that you can do it, but... Uh, what else is going on? What else is going on? Uh, Coalition has confirmed that its next game will use Unreal Engine 5. Okay. So, there's that. Is that Perfect Dark? Coalition's not making Perfect Dark. Or wait, Coalition is... No, Coalition is... Years, right? I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because I, you read that headline and it sounded familiar, and now I'm realizing it sounded familiar because somebody said that Gears was going to be on Unreal Five next. Okay, yeah. Coalition I... is Gears. What's the 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 other company that is making Perfect Dark? What are they called? I'm lo- I'm looking up. I'm looking up. The, the Initiative. The Initiative. Fucking the Initiative. Initiative. Stupid the Coalition com- company uh. names, man. All of them sound like uh, evil, uh, what do you call it, groups or whatever from a bad spy movie. Uh, Yes. Maybe they are. You don't know. Maybe they are. Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance will launch onto Xbox Game Pass when it releases in June. Which is crazy. Awesome, man. Microsoft continued to hit MLB The Show, Outriders, and now Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. Yeah, and that game too. I, I mentioned this before, but that game too is—it's important that it's going to be on Game Pass, I think, because it's heavily built on co-op multiplayer. So, I think that should really help that game. Yeah, there'll be a lot to have of a people. Player base. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people to play with, which is a good thing. I, I'm excited that we're getting more Game Pass stuff day and date because I think that's kind of how that service is going to grow really big—is being able to say, "Hey." You know, here is the next big third-party release, and you don't have to pay for it on day one. Because I know the discourse that was going around the last couple of weeks is that Returnal was seventy dollars, and yeah. that—that's a lot of money for a video game. So, I think that comes like over a hundred bucks here in Canada. Yeah, and that's for a game eighty-nine that... ninety-nine before tax. And and that's for a game that's in a genre that a lot of people don't fuck with. Yeah, but to be fair, most of them didn't know it was in that genre. 
that's the other problem is a lot of people bought it <laughs> and now they're a little pissed. That'll be the that'll be the problem in the future with digital games is that if you take a chance on something for seventy dollars, you're stuck. Yeah, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't have anything else, Anthony. Do you have anything? No, I got nothing. nothing. Returnal would have been one hundred and one dollars <laughs> and sixty nine cents. Nope. Just like Flight Simulator. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh. Hey. I'm looking forward to Flight Simulator. When's that supposed to come out? It just said summer. Um, oh, okay. So my guess. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't have an X anyway, but that's true. And it's or not a Series com- X anyway. It's not coming to Xbox One. I don't think. I don't think so. I Maybe. Think, I, I think they I said that one so, was though. a little too a little too intense for the Xbox. Yeah, I think a little you, too needy. I think on even on Series X, it only runs at 30 frames a second, so it's probably not going to run on an Xbox One. Right. So. I wouldn't expect it to. Anyway, I got some email. Got a email. Nice. Not some emails, just a email. This comes from Francisco. He says, how's everyone? Hope everything is well. Every week you guys kill it on the show. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That might be the best response to a compliment I've ever heard. Uh, as a PC player, frame ra- high frame rates is something that is a must. I personally think that a smooth experience is the number one thing for games. I'm sure others have a different opinion, but in my experience, gameplay is the most important thing for a game. That's why indies are the best games out there, in my opinion, of course. Uh, they are the only ones that truly experiment and innovate where gameplay is concerned. Anyways, I'm glad people are getting to play these titles with improved frame rates on these new consoles. It truly does make the experience better. Resident Evil Village is pretty good. If I were to describe it in a simple sentence, it would be Resident Evil 4, but in first person. Of course, that's an oversimplification. So far, I'm about 70% done with it, and the only real complaint I have is the is the lack of a higher field of view. Uh, I have a hard time playing games that have a 90 or lower field of view, and I'm not sure if it was a design choice or graphics limitations. I can only speculate, but great game nonetheless. With the release of R-Type Final, I was wondering what your favorite shmup is. Mine is oh. mine are Axelay and Cybernator for the SNES. Keep up the great work and have a great weekend, guys. Um, I will say that my two favorites, and I'm not saying these are the best, but they're my two favorites just based on nostalgia, are Gradius 3 mm. uh, and Life Force on the NES. Real good. I am. I definitely love the Gradius series. Um, R Type on the Super Nintendo. And probably, this is a weird and obscure one, uh, In the Hunt for the PlayStation. I've never even heard of that game. Oh, man. Uh, hold on. Let me, let me just go get it. In the Hunt was a PS1 game shmup, but you were a submarine. And oh, was... okay. It was made by the people who did uh, later would go on to do um, Metal Slug. Yep. It's, uh, uh, if you've never played Japanese. it, I would recommend checking it out on RetroArch because you can do that. Uh, I have a Japanese Saturn copy of that. Kaite yeah. Daisenso. Yeah. 
in the hunt. Um, it's a very like, and what the worst part is is the cover of it for the PlayStation One is awful. Yes, it's the the cover of the PlayStation One version, which is one of the long boxes and it's extremely expensive. Um, is just the submarine. If you look at the Japanese like Saturn copy, it has the submarine with like a Godzilla-looking creature. Oh, that didn't work. I was trying to. No, it did not at all. Why that didn't uh, work? I was trying to put um, the image in. I got it now. Uh, here you go. Here's the awful cover for In the Hunt. That does not look like a good. Oh, well, that's the that's the short version of it. Yeah, the 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 jewel case standard version of it. Like that yeah, is a game. Yeah, that doesn't look like a game you'd be like, oh man, that looks like a good shmup. But yeah, I, no. I absolutely love it, In the Hunt. It it looks like Metal Slug when you play it. Yeah, it's good. very got that like that fat kind of cartoon style to it. it, where it has way too much detail as well. Yeah, like the animation is super over the. I remember the PlayStation One version had some pretty bad slowdown, and the Saturn version was a little better. Um, I still somewhere have a box and book copy of um, Gradius Three for the Super Nintendo. Holy shit! I don't know why this is here. But in my search for this box art, I just found this epic cover for Super Smash Brothers. Uh, let's check this out. That's the fucking hottest Super Smash Brothers cover ever. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo's best in four-player action. I mean, Pikachu oh, is just like straight up a mouse. And then just a full-out mouse. I think it's all and there's Is that Denver the Last Dinosaur? No, that's some manner of... <laughs> I think Dragon. it's just clip art that they put together. Look at Donkey Kong comic, in the upper right. Like comic Sans font. On that everything. is really oh great. God. That is my favorite. Uh, Mario's about to beat somebody with a plumber's wrench. Yeah. I love it. That's good shit. But yeah, those are those are probably like R-Type. Was it R-Type 3? I think it's the one with the big... Fucking... Yep. Yeah, that's the one I love. And then In the Hunt was was like my obscure favorite. Which looks like In the Hunt is actually available on PlayStation 4 in the archive, arcade archives collection. That makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. I might go. I might go buy that just because. Mine are all just like because. just the Darius stuff, so it's nothing sort of special or anything. Those Darius games are really like super deep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's partially because of the fact that you can just sort of play those games over and over and over. And just take different paths. I'm sorry, but this Super Smash Brothers art is like there's a theme. There's all kinds of shit out here about this. Oh no! I got another one. This is great for the listeners that can't see. I know. Leave me alone. Um, just one more. Here you go. Oh my god! <laughs> that one's even worse. <laughs> I love the Koopa, <laughs> the turtle. God damn! I'm gonna add. uh, I'm assuming we're only talking space shooters. No, any kind of shmup, I think, is fine. Like, because I did in the hunt, and that's not really a. Yeah, you know, but you know what I mean, though. Like, because like, I'd say Robotron is one of my favorites, but does that really count? Because that point, that's like a twin stick shooter. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's a little different than a shmup. Yeah, shmup is like a a shoot 'em up, like a bullet hell, or or. 
the the first one I ever played, and I'm counting it. Everybody else can you know, pound dirt. Uh, Defender. Okay. Yeah. That's probably one of the earliest ones I played. I have fond memories of that. Yeah, Defenders. Defender, Defender Two. I mean, I've loved those genres all my life, and I continue to love them today. And I, I talked about this in my review of R-Type. Um, they really kind of like take advantage of us that really enjoy them because they make them super expensive. Well, well and they also, they've gotten too over the years, I think, bullet helly for me. I mean, some of them have. Most of them. Yeah, yeah. some of them have, but like R-Type Final 2 is not bullet hell. Like it's straight up oh, that's good. R-Type, yeah. And I think part part of it is that those games were made super punishing and would eat your quarters, right? And it's like they I think they want the same return on those, and it's like you're never gonna get the same return. You made game. these games horribly yeah, horribly difficult. Of course you're not gonna get the same return. What was the, the Xbox three sixty arcade game? Omega five? Hold on. You were right. playing as the robot, and do you remember the first level was called the the Glacial Fortress? But the 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 narrator, Glacial Fortress, the Glacial yeah, Fortress. yeah. Oh yeah, what's the name of that? Is that Omega Wait, wait original Xbox? Three sixty. Three sixty. Yeah. I think it was called Omega Five. That's it's probably right. I've never that seen that. Was a good one. There's only five levels in that game, and I've never seen all five of them. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I see it. Mega Five is a horizontally scrolling shooter. Yeah. Yeah. There's a the the Game Boy Advanced um, Macross game is on the eShop, and I keep wanting to buy it, but I'm afraid it's not good. I'm gonna assume it's not good. I mean, it was a 2D side-scrolling shooter where you could transform between the robot and the Macross jet. That sounds. Pretty I want to say I want to say that's a port of something. It's a GBA game. Okay. Yeah, it's probably bad. I still want to buy it. Yeah. I mean, I bought Tide of the Tasmanian Tiger, and that's a bad video game. It's not a bad video game. It's a mediocre <laughs> it's... video game. It's a bad video game. It's a mediocre video bad. game. Listen, here's defended, the, here's the, here's the issue. Wonder World. I won't hear is, about this. I could, say, I could say the truth is probably somewhere in the middle about Tide the Tasmanian Tiger, but in the middle between bad and average is not a good place to be. <laughs> no, but like my point is that like that game is mediocre, and I, I understand, but like using that as... Because here, here's how it came up. Ken goes, uh, oh, this won't get a reboot, but Ty does. Well, first of all, Ty is owned by the people that made Ty, so that's how that happens. And second, Ty is mediocre. Like, have that conversation about Bubsy, who never put out a good game. And then somehow got a reboot. But well, that's because Bubsy is a cultural icon of bad video games. That, that that's even that makes it even worse. But I mean, bad video games worse. keep getting remade. I mean, they made a third Shin Mu. Wow, I'm leading <laughs> into that one. Uh, yeah. It's been a while <laughs> since I've made a Shin Mu joke. I, you know, I'm just kind of done with it. <laughs> Listen, I mean, the, the reality. Yakuza, I'm done. <laughs> The reality is that um, Tie the Tasmanian Tiger was a perfectly average 3D platformer at a period of time where the world was way too full of average 3D platformers. Correct. I don't, I don't think you all have played Tie the Tasmanian Tiger in a while. Tack and the power of Juju. Right. And 
the what's the Pharaoh game? Sphinx, the cursed hey, mummy. Sphinx is yeah. great. But I'm not saying it's not. I'm just using buried. it as an example as of right. the the glut of third person character platformers that came out after like Ratchet and Clank and Jack. I will they, I will die on a hill right now for Vexed. Oh, oh, Vexed. That was um a claim. Who did Vexed? A cl- yeah, but that was there was a specific team that did that game. I, I thought I that did something else. I've got to I've got to look um, this up now. You'll shit on Ty, but hate, uh, like Vex? Yeah, Vex was a good video game. Oh, no, it was not. It was Acclaim Studios fine. Austin that made that game. Again, all those games um, are on a scale of slightly above average to below average. It became Iguana, who made Turok. Turok? Yep. Okay. It started uh, as Iguana, and then became Acclaim, Acclaim Studios Austin, Austin yep. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say it right now, though. The Pitfall Lost Expedition game was fantastic. <laughs> so, so Iguana also made another, uh, a couple other platformers back on the 16-bit days. They made Arrow the Acrobat. Uh, yep. And Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Well, of course they did. Speaking of character Zero platformers. Is, <laughs> Zero is a um, sequel to Arrow the Acrobat, or spinoff. There were two Arrow the Acrobat. There was Arrow the Acrobat and and Arrow the Acrobat 2. And then Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Yep. Arrow the Acrobat was published by Sunsoft. You're missing the most important Iguana uh, Entertainment game. NBA Jam! Well, they ported that. Well, but still, it counts. Uh, Port don't count. It counts. That game was was created by Midway Arcade. Yeah, but they ended up. They um. I'm I'm counting it. Well, they I I agree with Ryan. How could what they didn't create NBA Jam? They They had to do the whole thing. They worked on it. They couldn't just wasn't copy paste the code. Now All Star Baseball. All Star Baseball. South Park on the sixty four. Okay, well, that's not know, a bragging. That's our, not a yeah. bragging right, right there. <laughs> Did they do Quarterback Sh- Club? Love Shack and uh, South Park Racing as well. Those they were did Batman Forever, up. the arcade game. They did. That's I don't know which. I don't know which. I don't it's know which bad. one that is. Iggy, They're all bad. Iggy's Wrecking Balls. I remember Iggy's Balls. I remember seeing the cover. I don't know what that game is. By the way, they did. They did do Chef's Love Shack. Oh god. Ugh. Showdown Legends of Wrestling, oh. which was a terrible game. Yeah. College Slam, which was the NBA Jam ripoff. They ported that. Yep. Forsaken. Okay. That game came back. I don't remember how that one came back. I don't know if that was a Night Dive or... Yes, it was. Okay. So Night Dive basically had like bought all the Iguana games. They, they did Turok. They did... Uh... Uh, yeah, Forsaken, I mean, and they did Shadow Man, which was a different acclaim. Yeah. They also made this... Do you remember this game? The Red Star? For the PlayStation 2? 2, yeah. That was a was bad that video a top-down strategy game? No. It was a, um action game, like a... Almost like it a, was top-down, though, right? Yeah, like a Diablo kind of style. Okay, yeah. 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 Why did I think that was turn-based? I have no idea. I I must. I think I probably just looked at the screenshots and totally misread what was going on. 
I'll play Vex again. I hope Night Dive brings back Vex. The piano level is amazing. I'm talking about Vex. All right. I got a feeling for you. They ain't going to bring it back. Hey, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger came back. Vex can come back. But I don't even know who owns Vex. I mean, it's probably in that same... I mean, probably Embracer Group, because they own everything, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mookie tweets at us and says, so there was an issue about whitewashing the line of cinema? I, I, I'm trying. I'm just reading this, so it is what it is. Uh, will it be fair to say they're blackwashing because they have a planned black Superman? No. No, there's that's, a bit of a difference. Yeah, that's... One is, one is literally... We are whitewashing because we don't want to touch any sort of culture that isn't white. And the other one is we are pandering to an audience to seem like we actually give a shit. And every response to hearing about Black Superman, specifically a Black Clark, uh, Clark Kent, from black people online was, we don't want this. Well, I mean, <laughs> Nobody there were, wants this. There were Black Supermen. And yeah, that's, that's the point. That... There are... <laughs> Steel and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. I can't remember his name what either. Is but there is oh, that's John Henry Irons uh, is Steel. John yeah, Henry Steel. Okay, yeah. Sorry, uh, I can't remember the. Uh, he's a Kryptonian. Yeah, um, but I can't remember his name. Yeah, but there, there's and it's the same. Like they, I don't know how long they've I mean, people have been complaining that that like Green Lantern isn't John Stewart. Listen, I mean, the easiest answer to this is when white people are, are as underrepresented as, in media as other minorities are, then you can start complaining about whitewash or uh, non-whitewashing. Yeah, it's until I mean, then, just sit back and let other people be represented in media for a while. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Like some of the best one, like Michael Clark Duncan as as Kingpin was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, it's like it doesn't matter. It's it's who's in the role performing it. It's, it's yeah, a, and a, a lot book. of this stuff, well, and a lot of those comic books were written by white people in yeah. a time where representing non-white people was not important. So, whatever, dude. Yeah. Just, again, what white people have been overrepresented in media for a very long time. It's okay if other people um, take our place every now and then. Yeah, I, I, I really don't care as long as they perform the, the, the thing. I'm good. Yeah. But like you know, I, I think the the you know if if the studios that pretend to care actually cared, they would listen to the people that are like, we want John Stewart, we want, and I apologize, but like we would like steal more than we would like a just a black Clark Kent. Um, it's the same thing with that. Like like look at Enter uh, Into the Spider Verse. Like he's Spider Man. Like. Miles Morales is Spider-Man. It's just he's a different Spider-Man who's allowed to have his own story. He's not just black Peter Parker. Sure. Because that doesn't not that, not that it doesn't work, but it would it would be kind of like gross to watch. Um even when they brought Spider-Man, this was way back, but if you've ever seen the live action Spider-Man show from Japan, he was made his own character still. He wasn't just Peter Parker. So it's it's important to like look at how you are like there is a fundamental character to Clark Kent or Peter Parker or whatever. And it's like, you can take the superhero name, but you have to give a reason to like, like this new character. You can't just make him Superman and just be like, and copy paste the rest of it and be like, that works. 
And like that's what the studio is going to do because it's the easiest option, right? I don't know. I I tend to disagree with that for two reasons. Number one, uh, Superman's an alien. Yeah, he's an and alien. Number two, <laughs> and number two, it's all bullshit anyway because he's not real. It's yeah. fake. We, so, we got to stop treating comic book characters like real people because they're not. <laughs> you're you're right. You're right. But I think that like it's there's a, there's a difference. There's too much attachment to this character, like. You know what I mean? That there's, that's there's a difference from. between there's a difference between if they decided that some white guy was going to play Ray Charles <laughs> and uh, casting a non-white actor for a space alien that's not real. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But it's it's one of those things where I think in the cultural like <laughs> like understanding that there's people expect certain things, and it's like yeah, we could. I don't think Warner Brothers is going to break that. With I mean, a movie that they're selling to people. Does that make uh, sense? I, I don't know. I, I also have expectations that Clark Kent f- can fly from the comic books, but I don't hmm. need the actor who plays him to be able to fly. Just so, to... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm being purposely obtuse right now because I, I just, I this am. argument drives me crazy every time I hear it. I don't um, know. About, and... You know, it, it, it's, it, it's not like, it, let me rephrase this then. I don't expect studios that are not our friends and don't seem to care to do any like actual heavy lifting on this, especially a studio that's proven itself not to want to do heavy lifting. Um, unlike, you know, Anthony Mackie, right? That's his name. Falcon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Falcon was not originally a black superhero character, but somebody put in the work right on the comic book side of things. I, so, I love I love the line in the show, and it's not a spoiler. Is when the kid asks him, he's like, "Why aren't you called Black Falcon?" He's like, "Why would I be called Black Falcon?" <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like it, that just speaks so highly of the kind of people that that think that way. Yeah, like it's just it's. I don't know if you heard, but Scarlett Johansson's playing Harriet Tubman in an upcoming. Uh, but, but, but she's she is part of the problem. I, it was a sorry. I've been trying to I've been trying to scream this whole time, and what didn't realize that I was on mute. Falcon is black. The original. I don't I don't first, know Marvel. He, so I don't he was know. one was of the first really? black superheroes ever. I yes, thought he was, I thought he was white originally. I th- no, I think you're thinking of Hawkman. Probably Hawkman. Was, <laughs> Hawkman was the whitest motherfucker you'd ever seen. I probably got that fucked up. I don't know how you confuse Falcon with Hawkman. No, I that yeah. You're right. Falcon, I'm wrong. Fal- yep. Falcon I'm wrong. was that was that was it, oh, it was you know relatively why? revolutionary at the time. Obviously, I wasn't alive then, but yeah, I, I apologize. Falcon holds a, a pretty special place in Marvel for that reason. Okay, I I don't know those characters, so I didn't know that, but yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And it's it's good they've probably, got. You know what I probably fucked it up with that he became Captain America, in the comics. Well, yeah, I mean there's... that's not too long ago, but still. Yeah. But he took that role because he was Falcon. But yeah, I probably fucked that up. That wow, that's a bad fuck up. <laughs> it's, it's probably I mean, like not you know, it, it, a lot of people probably didn't even catch it when they were listening. But but it, um, but it's like you know the um, uh, Dark Knight um. Uh, not rises. Oh my god. Dark Knight Returns, the comic. Like Robin's a female. Yeah. Like that position is it, it's just it, I think it's the way it's done and like you know, Warner Brothers just came off of the whole like Joss Whedon debacle. Um so 
you know. Oh, you mean that that piece of shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't, I don't know. I just don't trust them to, especially when I have myself included, like been wanting a John Stewart Green Lantern movie to hopefully erase whatever the fuck that horrible movie Brian Reynolds was. Well, right? I mean, they so... did they did do John Stewart in, in Justice League animated, and he was one of the best characters in that show. Hmm. It's almost like he's a good Green Lantern. He's an excellent Green Lantern. I have nothing against Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan's a good Green Lantern. But I like yeah. John Stewart, too. Yeah, and I just, you know, it's it's irritating, because there, there are black superheroes that need the time, too. Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton of them, and I don't, I don't care who plays who, as long as they play them well. Like, it, I, I, I'm not for... Like Ryan said, he's a goddamn alien. He's That's not true. real. And and they they have already. I mean, they they have. If if people have a problem with the fact that well, you've already got an established DC universe Superman in um, uh, Man of Steel and those movies or whatever. This is a universe that has already established that, that there there's a multiverse, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. To to me, it's just not a it's not a it's not a big deal for me as a white person and i recognize the fact that you you brought up miles morales which i think is a great um uh a great pull um because i i recognize that for kids that don't look like me or kids that don't look like my son um it's imp- just as important for them to have superheroes that look like them too so um i don't i don't have a problem with it I do not care what the aliens or the superhumans look like. As long as they're well-written and well-done, I don't care. You know, I'm going to back up on my own statement and say I'm fucking wrong anyways, because in the Supergirl show, they made um, Jimmy Olsen black. (laughs) And it didn't matter. Yeah, he's played by... None of this matters. (laughs) He he was played by Jax. That's right. Nick Fury is another example, right? Sure. And everybody accepts the Samuel L. Jackson version yeah. of Nick Fury as Nick Fury now. Let's That's... be fair. Let's be fair. The entire world just accepts Samuel L. Jackson. Well, and <laughs> the Samuel L. Jackson version is about fifteen thousand times cooler than the original Nick Fury. So, oh, the original Nick Fury is kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's the thing is like nobody knew who Nick Fury was till Samuel L. Jackson right. played him, like mainstream wise. Yep. Now everybody knows who Nick Fury is because Samuel L. Jackson is a wonderful. Was a wonderful fucking actor. All right, uh, this might tie a little bit into that or other conversations. Mookie also says, "Why can't politics stay away from video games, comic books, and movies?" Though I know why. Because people write comic books, video games, and movies. And because uh, politics has been a part of video games, music, and movies since their inception. I still love seeing people at certain rallies singing Rage Against the Machine and not understanding what the words mean. Yeah, my favorite thing on that is that that somebody posted on Twitter um, that similar sentiment and said, what machine did you think they were raging against? A toaster oven? It's just like seeing these people like singing the lyrics to uh, what's the name of the song? I'll... uh, The one that says, fuck you, I won't do... Yeah, in the name... Killing in the name of... And it's just like, do you not understand what the song is about no in in the word in the famous line from the movie i don't think this means what you think it means there's 
Uh, somewhat unrelated, but I think shows <sighs> to the level of um, where we are in society. There is um, another very poetically driven uh, musical piece, which is Pink Floyd's The Wall. And uh, oh, uh, if you know who the nostalgic critic, one, I'm sorry, two, uh, his take on The Wall was notoriously terrible. I've never watched it. I've only seen bits and pieces. And um, he thought that the... <laughs> he thought the song uh, Another Brick in the Wall was about how school is awful and sucks. That's because the that little it. girls at the end, you know, the teachers leave those kids alone. But, like, <laughs> it's a... That is... That's not... The point, the point is that, like, school is is fundamentally flawed, first of all. Second of all, uh, because, because it's a just a pipeline to industry. And second of all, it was about the fact that the teachers in the school that Roger Waters went to literally beat the children. And the character that he's playing in this album he wrote, it's another reason why he puts a separation between him and all other people. But his his whole take is, well, school sucks, grow a pair of balls. That's that's Doug Walker's whole take. And it's just like, yeah, people don't listen to what they actually listen to. They just hear it. Yeah. They, the musicians are, are very big on, you know, speaking their minds. Just like film directors are... I, no spoiler on anything, but if you haven't watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, there's a lot of really good commentary in that show that I think will go over a lot of people's heads because they don't pay attention to the subtext of what people are talking about, even when it's even when they slap you in the face with it. Well, I mean, I I have not watched it, um, but I have seen all the memes of uh, "That's not my captain." That's the fucking point. Like, I feel like you are under. <laughs> They are using this as a tool for propaganda. That is the whole fucking focus of this guy taking the fucking captain mantle. Yeah. Like, ugh. it's it's never going to go away, and it's always been there. It, it's funny, like even everything ha- is influenced by life. That's the way the world works. Yeah, it, human human media is inextricable from the human condition, and the 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 fact that you know we as a society have now decided that human rights and uh civil rights and the right of some people to exist in the first place are also considered politics um you're you're never going to disconnect that from the media that people create because media is just a another outlet for people to share their experience. Yeah, and it's okay. That's if what it exists for. So it's okay if you don't want to buy into that, but it ain't going away. By- well, it's again the like people talk about. We'll keep politics out of my comic books. Listen, I got to tell you, your comic books have been full of politics since the very beginning. Yeah, since the first one was drawn. I mean, <laughs> they were they were full of propaganda. They were full of. um Civil rights messages. They they've been full of politics since the media started. Yeah, this ain't new. Marvel. Marvel was started by a bunch of Jewish guys, basically. So you think they were coming off of you know 
the uh, side the long lasting effects of World War Two and not going to have anything to say about it, like X Men for fuck's sakes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be that's, there. That's why it's it, music. Music has reflected um, political leanings and the human condition since the very beginning as well. So it's you ask why why it has to be involved in it. I would say that it is as central to those media as the inks they're drawn with and the instruments they're played with. Yep. And it's and, it's and, video uh, games were actually an exception that they weren't at the beginning. A lot of them well, were couldn't a lot be really, were. right? And they weren't allowed to. The video games were very like if you go back and play NES games, most of the people mentioned in the credits are not the people that made that game. For sure. I was thinking more of the fact that there was also a lot that you couldn't do just by fit, by limitations of the actual programming. Sure, but, sure. But they were also right. restricted of, of, of being able to own their own work. And it's um, good that we can now have... You can have a game about anything, and I think that's rad. It may not be for me all the time, but that's okay. That's kind of the point. Not every piece of music is for everybody. Not every cinema, movie, anything is for everybody. But it's not All change. I have to say is that Ryan's talk about you know the human condition. Like I look at something like Near, which is praised for what it does with its story and what it has to say. Um, and I'm sure you can avoid what it has to say with its both Automata and the original. But you don't get that story without the human condition as well. So. If you want to engage with, say, Nier, for example, which isn't necessarily a political message, but still one about the human condition, you have to be willing to accept that other people are going to have different takes which do involve politics. You, If you wipe it out completely, then we go back to just arcade games. Um, we don't get stuff like The Last of Us, which has something to say, again, not necessarily with politics involved. Um, but it does have something emotional to say because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day is that these are all just emotional responses to the world around us. Yep. Final tweet is also from Mookie. He says, not just in video games, but after using a 4K smart TV from Samsung plus wireless screen sharing uh, from my Samsung Note 10 Plus, then switch to a full HD TV again, I feel it. My eyes hurt that I can't go back to smaller resolutions just like 720 versus 1080 era. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer in resolution being the important distinguisher. I, FPS for me is, I, I've talked about it on the show before. I, it's almost indistinguishable to me unless it's really bad. So that's crazy. To me. I, I do. I, if you sat me in front of two different monitors and said this one's operating at 120 and this one's operating at 60, tell the difference or I'm going to shoot you in the head. Um, I'd say tell my family I love them. Well, to be fair, you're not going to see a big visual difference in 120. Well, guess what? <laughs> now, from 30 to 60, you will see a massive difference. I don't see it. I don't I see do. it. It runs. It it starts to have that. I call it the smoothing effect that you see with like televisions that try to smooth <laughs> the motion, like, movies out. The, the motion shit. Ugh. 
uh, just you can feel it with video games for some reason. I guess that's because I'm manually trolling. Yeah, but like after sixty, we just get into this area where I go. I don't. I don't need any more than this. Well, it's not going to be a visual thing. It's going to be a very much an input thing. And if you're not playing a game that requires pinpoint input precision, you're not going to notice 120. Now. Uh... It'll just tell me how bad I am. I don't need that. <laughs> the biggest the biggest ones that you will notice is if you... So if you have a Series X, there are games that run at sub-30 frame rates. You know, like open world games. And then they get that FPS boost and you turn it on and it's like you're playing a new game. Um, the Assassin's Creed games are very good examples of this. If you play... Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and then you jump over and you play Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and you feel that 60 frames a second. It's huge. Um, but resolution is nice. It is very nice. But here's the thing. Most stuff is not capping at 4K right now. I know that it outputs at 4K, but most stuff doesn't even reach 4K. Native, you mean? Native. Sure. Yeah, it'll checkerboard up to 4K, but video game wise, most things are not running in a native 4K resolution. Sure. So, now I I do agree that if you've got a game running at you know 720 or 900p, even if it is running at 60 frames a second, you're like, boy, this this moves and feels real good, but it kind of looks like fucking muddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, what a really gross description. That resolution is hard to look at. Like I go back and I watch, you know, old TV shows or old movies, and you can just see like the 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 video noise and just like no matter how much you upscale it, it just. I think that's what DLSS, um, and whatever the, the AMD version of it's called, where they're going to use AI technology to kind of look at the image and scale it up to higher resolution. I think mm-hmm. that's going to be a huge part of next gen. Um, Cause it is going to be available in both PS five and the series X. And it is also, it is already currently available in PC and it looks really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I do, I do understand. I was watching robot chicken right before the, we started recording today and I was like, wow, <laughs> That shit is low resolution. <laughs> so, I get it. And some things age better than others. I watched, um, I, I don't know why, but I was in like a 90s mood this week. I watched Jurassic Park, and, and it is, I do own the 4K version of it. And it is still a little rough around the edges. Like, you can see a lot of the, the kind of older film, the way it was filmed. Whereas a movie like Forrest Gump, which I also watched this week, that transfer, for some reason, must have been filmed on, you know, better quality, because the 4K version of that looks really sharp. And those movies are literally, what, like a year apart from each other? Yeah. So, you just never know. You just never know. But anyway, that's my rant about resolution. Frame Frame rate. Give me sixty. It's it's hard for me to play thirty right now. It's even harder to play twelve. I like Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> a 
second Hyrule Warrior card on my face. Oh, anyway, um, that's that's all I got. I don't have any more tweets. I don't have any more emails. I don't have any more news. Anybody else have anything else? Nope. All right. Well, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, it's at N4G Podcast. If you want to follow me, it's at DTGD. Ryan is at WombatRP. Uh, you can send us emails to podcasts at ZTGD.com. Uh, Phoenix Down just started Yakuza Kiwami. Which I thought was funny. I was like, is this Kiwami or is this Yakuza? He's like, let's just call it Yakuza. I'm like, but you're both playing Kiwami. So I'm going to call it Kiwami. Because it's not just Yakuza. There's up, there's upgrades. Kiwami. But anyway, you can check that out. First episode is live. Um, I imagine that'll take them quite a few episodes to get through because Yakuza games are stupid big. So, um, and I think that's it. I think everybody else left. I think I'm just talking to myself at this point. Nope, you're not talking to yourself. <laughs> I'm still here. I figured you were wrapping up. What else am I going to add? I don't know. Make me feel like I'm not just standing here. Well, now you know how it fucking feels when I talk about my video games. What's <laughs> that? <laughs> anyway, we're out of here. Basement. Hey, we're still here. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.